Hi, I'm Darren Wright. And I'm Tim Beadle. Welcome to Disciple Making. Welcome back to Disciple Making. I'm Darren Wright here with my friend Tim Beadle, and we are doing what we believe is episode 100. We're going to spend some time uh, reflecting on some of the things we've learned along the way. We started back in March of 2021. It's currently December of 2023. So we've been we've been chugging along that way. And uh, Tim, you were digging into some facts and figures and stats on the podcast. What'd you learn? Well, the first thing is, just so you know, uh, if you've been tracking with us, and I have to do a shout out to my Laura, uh, my, my daughter, Laura Hintz, who has listened to every single episode. So she gets that award. Uh, Darren and I have only met each other in person once in our lives. That may surprise some of you. Uh, he was at a gathering of church leaders um, over a year ago, and we met. But uh, we actually connected. Some of you may wonder. Uh, a pastor was going to apply for a position at a job where Darren was transitioning and he put me down as a reference. And so I called and Darren and I started talking and we knew of each other and our love and commitment to making disciples and make disciples. And that's when it all started. And uh, yeah, the first episode was March 9th, 2021. Uh, this is number 100. By the time uh, you listen to this, you'll be one of those people that puts us over the 7,000 podcast download. Uh, people have listened from 48 countries, 668 cities, all around the globe. I don't even know how people found us. Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, uh, Canada and the U.S. are the top two subscribers, even though there's no subscription fee. But the third one might surprise you is Germany and then Great Britain. So so there you go. People are listening and uh, disciple making has roots around the globe. And so it should because it comes straight from the commission Jesus gave to us to make disciples and make disciples. So uh, we're going to use the bulk and balance of our time today to reflect on what could be the top three episodes that each one of us uh, felt a bit of affinity towards. So Darren, uh, why don't you start off and we'll go from there. Sure. Yeah, it was hard to, you know, narrow down. I didn't look at, you know, view counts or anything like that. I just looked at ones that I thought, okay, these are kind of important, maybe pivotal in some way. And uh, ones that I, that I wanted to highlight, and and the first one I wanted to flag was was way back. I think it's number eight, episode number eight. So one of the early ones, and we were just talking about what we would do if we were starting a church from scratch. Hmm. You know, in the lens of disciple making, if you're starting a church from scratch, how would you go about it? And we, you know, we touched on both you know philosophical things as well as tactical kinds of things, and we talked about you know who actually builds the church, <laughs> you know, yeah. Jesus, not us. And that probably we need to focus on making disciples you know, the, the uh, phraseology I think comes from Kansas standard ground, you know, make disciples and the church emerges, you know, that kind of mindset where you start with, with making disciples and be very open to non-traditional models based on what actually helps you develop and make disciples and reach new people. That was kind of the, you know, the foundation of that discussion in some ways. Yeah, and maybe to build on that, uh, one of my favorites, just because it involved a video clip that we referred to, uh, was called The Backward Bicycle. That was from mm. May of 2021. But he talked about a paradigm shift. And I, I had this quote that I used back then from Alvin Toffler, who wrote the book Future Shock, which really 
address the fact that things change so quickly. How, how do we actually absorb change and don't lose our state of well-being? He said this. Uh, he said, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read or write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. And in our discussion on disciple making, when we've looked at the legacy or traditional church, we've realized that there's probably some unlearning to do. And and the uh, uh, the fun part about that podcast was a reference to a fellow called uh, uh, Dustin. Uh, he's got a series of uh, uh, Smarter Every Day. And uh, he said, you know how you say uh, you never forget to ride a bike? He's an engineer and some guys in his shop... Uh, tinkered with the steering mechanism. So when he was riding his bike, if he turned the handlebars left, the wheel actually went right. And so he, it, it took him eight weeks to learn how to ride this thing. And once he rode it, he he found he, it was hard to switch back. And, and the whole principle was uh, sometimes, uh, and the older you get, because it only took his son a couple of weeks to do it, um, we get set in our ways. We don't know how to change. And, uh, throughout the podcast, I believe we've challenged the status quo and really looking at the words of Jesus and the person mm-hmm. of Jesus and realizing, he said, if you love me, you'll do what I command. And I'm commanding you with all my authority to go in the world and make disciples. Uh, the people that I'm working with uh, in present day, uh, when I ask them what is the biggest uh, roadblock or barrier to becoming a disciple maker, they say this, we don't know how. And we've never been trained how to do it. Hmm. Wow. And and therefore, um, I'm going to be having a gathering of potential disciple makers next month. And I'm going to show this video because it's kind of humorous because people are so locked in the ways that they've always done things that they don't know how to change unless they really work at it time and time again and become a disciple maker. You almost have to change the way you think, the way you look hmm. at people. And because of that, uh, that made my top three, Darren. Uh, what's your next wow. one? Well, my, my next one is, uh, the highlight here is number 63. And it's not unrelated to the one that I did earlier, the one about if you're starting a church. This one had to do with how to help existing churches move into disciple making. And again, I think it's a, a very important topic, which is why I'm flagging it. And I, I kind of cheated on this one, Tim. I, I took our, our audio, I had it transcribed. I took the transcription, threw it into chat GPT, and here's the, here's the main points. Uh, and, you know, instead of listening to it for 20 minutes, I just did a 30-second exercise here. And this really summarizes the points we made through that discussion. Uh, first, we said we've got to consciously and publicly accept the Great Commission as our mission. Like as a church, an existing church, we've just got to revisit that and say, this is what we're about. We have to define what a disciple is so that people know what the target is. Otherwise, if you, you're not going to hit a target, you're not shooting at. Uh, we talked about looking at all the different facets of church life, evaluating them in light of the mission, whether they're actually feeding into the mission or, 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 or not. We talked about the need to repurpose ministries and budgets and staff that don't align with the mission because we can easily get into maintenance mode where we do things just because we do things, whether they help make disciples or not. We talked about elevating, this is an important point, elevating disciple-making as the baseline for credibility, influence, and leadership in the church. And just saying, you know, that's that's what a good leader is. That's what we're going to hold up as the ideal. And that's what we're going to look for in our, in our key leaders. And that's, you know, that's starting to raise the bar. We talk about training, training leaders in the different disciple-making tools like discovery Bible studies and personal evangelism, prayer and fasting, being led by the Spirit. 
And then, uh, you know, taking from the example of Jesus, being willing to let people leave if they don't want to engage in the mission, not trying to, not changing the mission to keep people, but having a mission that's clear that people will, will jump in with both feet and then maintaining a learning posture, continuing to see growth and transformation. I know, Tim, that's what we've been trying to do over the last couple of years. We're, we're coming to this, you know, yes, we strive to be disciple makers, but we're also students ourselves. I know in our, our 12 church ministry, we say we're trying to figure out how to be disciples and make disciples. And we want to maintain that posture, uh, you know, as long as we do this podcast, we want to be in the learning mode. So those are some things we, we highlighted to help we, existing churches move towards disciple making. We did all that in a 20 minute podcast. That, 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 I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we're maybe we used to be more concise than we are now. I yeah, don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I think we're well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build on one of the things you said. Uh, in terms of what is a disciple, that that was actually episode number three, hmm. uh, and that uh, it's probably important that we started off the the whole series of podcasts with just understanding what does it mean to be a disciple, and uh, there's different terms that we use: uh, follower, which hmm. speaks about imitation, just not following like on Facebook, uh, but to really follow. Jesus said, "If you want to come after me, deny yourself." Take up your cross daily and follow me. Uh, the whole thought of a disciple was that you emulate the life, the teaching, the example of someone else. Obviously, for us, we're disciples of Jesus Christ. Mm. But it also means that we're an apprentice. Uh, he wants to school us in something. He wants to train us. And I think in Matthew 4.19, when not only had Jesus said, come follow me, but then he took them to the next level. Level, Come follow me and I will make you into something, into fishes mm. of men. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's a pivotal point in a disciple's life where they're not just following, but they're following for a reason. And that reason is the one that Jesus gave them. And finally, um, is that you're a learner, mm. a lifelong learner. Uh, I know as you get older, you sort of think, I know everything. I don't need to ask questions anymore. Most of life and the learning we experience in life is found and gained in asking good questions. Jesus Mm. (laughs) did that all the time. And so uh, bottom line, I I just said, uh, I jotted down, to be a disciple is to lose oneself in our relationship and love for Jesus, uh, to let him live his life through ours, but not lose anything of importance in the process. Uh, And so, yeah, our life should emulate who Jesus is and what he does, what he thinks, how he sees. Uh, So when Paul says, uh, so from now on we regard or view no one from a worldly point of view, that's because that's, that's who Jesus was. He didn't count people's sins against him. He gave his life for them. So, so that always takes me back to the foundational and foundation of the calling of Jesus to follow him and mm. then to get out and help others to follow him as well. Oh, excellent. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, I, I picked as my kind of my third highlight here. There's two episodes we did that were both about Discovery Bible Studies. Yeah, that's right. One was about Discovery Bible Studies. One we revisited, kind of updating some learnings that we had. And for me, Tim, in this last couple of years, this this technique, this is not talking about branded tool. This is just a technique, a way of approaching scripture. To me, I'm just seeing more and more the value of it, how foundational it can be to disciple making because people are engaging with the raw word. And let me just highlight for people again, what, what it looks like. It's you sit down with a passage of scripture 
It works really good with narrative passages in the, in the gospel stories of Jesus. And we have people read the passage. We might have people restate it in their own words, you know, not looking. And then we ask things like this. Well, this is what we actually ask. What jumped out at you? And people will highlight different things. What does this say about God or Jesus or his plan? What does this tell us about people? What challenges you that you're on, that you're, what challenges you that you need to change course or encourages you that you're on track? And then finally, the big question is, what will you do? What's the application? What will you do this week as a result of this study? And it's been amazing to me, Tim, how, how a simple little passage with a few simple questions in a group of people, how rich that can become. And it's not about what, you know, how do you feel about this, but what is the passage actually saying and, yeah. and challenging you? And, and what I've seen in our group, Tim, that, you know, everybody has led a study, I think pretty much for the most part. And we're at a stage now where sometimes we'll show up at the group meeting. No one is assigned to lead the study. We're going through the book of Acts right now. And as I did a couple of weeks ago, I just said, hey, this is our passage. Who wants to lead the study? Cool, yeah. right now. And one of our guys stepped up, read the passage, asked the questions I just had us ask here, and we had a great study. And so people are equipped. They're always ready to lead a study that engages people with the word. And what I've seen around the world as I've learned about this, Tim, is Discovery Bible Mm -hmm. studies are inherent to disciple making around the world right now. It is a core foundational principle where people engage with the word, discover what it's saying, and apply it to their lives. And I'm just, I'm, as you can see, I think, taken with this very simple methodology. Yeah. Well, thanks. And I'll build on that because uh, in just over a month, I'm gathering people in our church who have expressed interest in what it means to be or become a disciple maker. We're going to be together for three or four hours. We're going to have lunch. It's going to be very uh, down to earth. Uh, But one of the skills and resources we're going to share with them is this discovery Bible study? Uh, we're mm. going to do it twice: once before, once after uh, lunch. And you know, we're mm. probably going to take a quarter of our time learning how to do this because you don't have to be a biblical expert. You don't have to go to Bible college. You simply know how to facilitate questions and learn to lean in and listen to the Spirit of God. So, mm-hmm. so that's something that's on my radar as well. Uh, okay, now we're going to go to my final. Uh, my final podcast, the favorite. This also comes uh, actually from September 2021. Uh, we've picked a lot of the oldies and goodies, perhaps. And this was uh, based on a book and a study guide called Living Proof by Jim Peterson. Hmm. I, I, I took a glance at that one, Tim. I thought yeah. about that one because that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, 30, well, 33 years ago, I was exposed to this is put out by the uh, Christian Businessmen's Association. And actually, if you go into the website, you can still actually download uh, the uh, 12, I don't know, 10-minute videos that go along with this. And it's kind of funny because uh, you're reminded uh, uh, how big ties were and what kind of cars people drove in 1990. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, the principles that it – The principles that this uh, series are based on have not changed one iota. And I'm still using this, actually, when I teach uh, next month on this. Living Proof, uh, the the very title challenges us uh, to be a witness in the world, to be salt, to be light, to be an ambassador, uh, to live a life of a difference in which we're living proof. And in that series, 
you talked about strategies for sowing the word of God. Hmm. And uh, it's as much about being as it is doing. So one of the strategies, uh, I'll just share three or four short ones, is called <clears throat> raising the flag. Hmm. You know, when you used to watch those movies and you'd look uh, through a spyglass telescope and see what flag was being uh, hung on a uh, approaching ship to see if they're a friend or foe. Well, right. similarly, we have to be consistent in our lifestyle to always make sure when people look at us, observe us, consider us, that we're consistently flying a flag, as it were, that honors the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, the tendency uh, is to be accepted by the world and give up our commitment to uh, follow Jesus just to be accepted. Uh, or else the other extreme is we become what's called uh, the hardening of the categories where we're seen as become judgmental and we lose our audience. So, so mm -hmm. the whole balance of love and truth is to have an audience, but also to have a message that they can listen to. Uh, the second was uh, that we have to find common ground with people. And usually that's going to happen outside of the church. If you look at your hand and say, this is my uh, life map and put another hand over it someone else's life experience, at some point uh, they're going to overlap and that's where you build a relationship, a friendship. And it's probably not going to happen on Sunday morning in church. Hmm. And so we have to be in the world. We have to associate and relate to people. And when we uh, find new believers, we have to make sure we don't extract them out of their social uh, circles because then we lose their audience. So that's another key there. So find common ground. And then finally, I learned to tell what's called a faith story. In the old days, you said, we'll have a testimony. The Bible says, always be ready to share the hope you have if anyone asks you what it is, for the hope within you. And basically, live your life with your eyes wide open and have a story of something you're going through and how Jesus, God, the Spirit actually worked in your life um, so, for instance, I've just come out of, uh, well, I'm still in cancer treatment, but uh, it's really worked well. Mm. Uh, that experience has opened the door to so many people. They say, well, how did you go through it? And I can just say, well, you know, my, my faith in God really helped. I have hundreds of people praying for me and good medicine, good doctors. But just a little faith story where you inject and plant a little spiritual seed uh, helps people really I get a sense that it's just more than living on a horizontal level in life. There's a vertical dimension, mm -hmm. and that's where God intercepts our pathway and appears and does things and uh, uh, learning to tell faith stories. So, yeah, living proof. That's what we uh, hope to be in making disciples. Do you want to give us a bit of an update, uh, Darren, on what you're about in these days? And then I'll do the same. And before you oh. know it, the time's over again. Well, yeah, we're, we're almost at time, our normal time already. Can, can you believe that? We just, uh, time flies when we're, when we're having fun here and we're, we're still engaging in our, in our 12 church ministry and, uh, you know, looking at what the next steps are. We're looking at hosting a couple of marriage alphas in the new year. Uh, two different groups, actually, because one of our, our families is quite a ways out of town. So they're going to host with some of their neighbors and another more local here with some people seeing if we can invite some, some uh, non-church people to be a part of that as a part of bridge building. There's a huge need, uh, as is everywhere, with marriage and, and that kind of stuff. So we want to feed into that. So that's a new initiative for us as we uh, seek to figure out how to reach people and be disciples and make disciples right here. Great. Yeah, on, on my home front... Uh, the last three months, I've been given the position of uh, pastor of disciple making. That's all I do at my church. 
a ra- rather large church. I don't know any other church that's provided that space or runway just to focus on disciple making. And that doesn't mean it's been smooth sailing because it's hard to get, you know, even things announced or any stage time just because it's a busy place. However, uh, the Lord is moving. I got 115 people who have expressed interest in learning more about what it means to become a disciple maker. And on the 13th of January, this will probably episode, eh, maybe around that, maybe a bit before it, sort of, I've, I've got 70 people so far committed to coming for four hours. Excellent. And we're going to, and, and funny, 12 of them are, are Bible college students. I was speaking to their professor. He said, can I bring my class to that? I said, uh, just to give them an overview. I said, yeah, bring them all in. You get a free lunch as well. But that the Lord is doing something right now. Uh, I'm training with a fellow named Curtis, who the Lord raised up, uh, how to find people who will um, establish and then disciple new believers. So Alpha at our church ends tonight. There's already four people who have crossed the line of faith. Hmm. We're hoping there will be several more. And we have people ready tonight to connect with them, to start walking with them. And it'll be a two-year commitment because we believe in the model that we're trying to create that after two years of uh, being established in their faith and discipled, uh, that they will be able to do this with others. And that's when the multiplication, mm. disciple-making oh, will actually wow. happen. So there you go. That's so excellent, man. I'm so excited to, to follow that. You know, I would just say to our listeners, Tim, we we just highlighted a few things from the past. There's 100 episodes back there. Right. I encourage people, if they're new listeners, to scan through those. We try to represent the content in the title. So if there's a title yeah. there, that's probably what we talk about till we go off on a tangent or something. It's, it's fairly accurate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, looking forward, uh, we're going to continue learning and growing and exploring and talking about your role and my role. We've been unpacking yeah. the Mission of Living Map draft that I've been working on. So okay. we have some things in the hopper going forward. And I just want to thank right. everyone who's, you know, encouraged us in different ways and just listens. And uh, uh, thanks for engaging in uh, learning about becoming a disciple maker. Yeah. Like we said, we're lifelong learners ourselves. Darren and I continue to learn be challenged. Uh, I want to thank you, Darren, for the place you have in my life. You're a few miles ahead of me in the journey, but it's great following you, and uh, you don't get too far ahead as to lose me in the rough here. But uh, I'm in a different, totally different context. You're more rural, I'm more urban, smaller mm-hmm. church, larger church, but it doesn't matter because it's the same call that our Savior has given to us. And so I just challenge our, our listeners, you can listen to 33 hours of listening to our podcast, because that's what it adds up to. Or, and uh, you can look into the face of Jesus, open your Bibles to Matthew 28, and have a special encounter with him today and become mm-hmm. committed to what is so central to our lives, becoming a disciple that makes a disciple. May God bless you all. Amen. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to imakedisciples.com or ChristFollowerDNA.com. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.